Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today I am here with Laura from Mothership Rising. Hi, everybody. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Laura, you have this app called Mothership Rising. I'd love if you could just share what it is, what it does. I know it's a support system for moms, but there's obviously a lot to it. So if you could just kind of talk about how that support system works. Okay, great. So our app, Mothership Rising, right? When a new baby is born, everybody says, how can I help? And the answer is always to support the mom. And our app makes it easy by creating community care circles for new parents. And our mission is really to solve the isolation that moms and parents of newborns feel by organizing their friends and family to check in on them via text. Kind of the easiest way I like to say we're like a meal train for emotional support. And that's really what makes us different is our focus on listening, acknowledging, and holding space and support for the mom and the parents. Can you share a little bit about like why it's important to reach out and support moms after having their baby? You know, what are some benefits? What are the needs? Obviously, we kind of talked about this before we got on the call, but everyone's experience is different, but we all somehow realize after we have a baby that we need a little bit of help and I think it's hard for us to admit that at first. <laughs> I know it was for me because you think that you can do it all. Oh, well, that's interesting because one of the things that we're finding is how hard it is for parents and moms, especially to ask for support. There's a lot of barriers there. We're hearing a lot of people say like, I feel like I should be able to do it all, or I thought it would be different, or I feel guilty asking for help, or I don't want people to, to judge me or worry about me if I ask for help or support. So what we really wanted to do was make it so the parent didn't have to ask, that their friends and family were checking in on them and proactively offering support. One of the things that we also wanted to do was keep it really flexible. Even when the day begins, you may not know that it's going to be hard to make dinner, right? So if a friend reaches out and says like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm here to support you today. Is there anything I can do? You know, the mom says, actually, you know what? I'm really overwhelmed today. And yeah, if you could send over dinner, that would be great. Because sometimes you just need that that village to show up for you. You make such a valid point about how we kind of put this pressure on ourselves that we should be able to do it all. We should be able to get everything done. And having at least that group that you've already kind of put together as your support system that can just kind of check in on you sounds like a much easier option. Like I know I myself would not want to reach out to a friend and say, hey, can you come over and hold the baby while I shower? Because I don't want to feel like, I don't want to say asking for too much, but yeah, I guess that would be it. Like I'm asking for too much even or showing weakness or whatever it may be, even though I do need that help. 
Yes. I mean, and I had friends offer that and I said no until about maybe six weeks into the postpartum time when I was starting to feel the lack of sleep was starting to catch up on me. I had mastitis. And so I think by the third time, my one friend said, are you sure you don't want me to come over and just hold the baby while you shower? And finally I said, yes, please. And so that's also one thing about our kind of philosophy around the support circles. Each circle is three months or a hundred days long. And so by that, we hope that if your friends and family sign up for even 30 days out of those hundred days to check in, right? But the first time somebody asks, you might say, "Mm, I'm fine. The second time you might offer a little bit more information, but with that constant offering of support, hopefully the mom starts to feel that those friends and family really do mean it. They really will come over and they really want to help you. I think when people offer that help, especially as a new mom, generally they they do mean it, right? They do want to help. And we just keep kind of pushing it off as, oh, they're just offering because that's what people do to be nice. They don't really want to help. With the cycle, so you said it's like 100 days. So at what point could somebody sign up? Would they be able to sign up before baby is here if they just need help with like setting up the nursery? Or can they sign up a month postpartum? What's the timeline? Ooh, I love the idea about getting help setting up the nursery. And actually, yeah, I had a friend come over because I just couldn't open all the gifts from the shower. We had our shower two to three weeks before I went in through the delivery. So I felt really overwhelmed. I probably should have had it earlier, not asked for gifts, right? And they were all sitting in the corner and I was like, I'm never going to get these open. And so a dear friend came over with her kids and they all opened them all for me and like wrote everything down. It was so helpful. So you're right. There's all these different points where support can be really helpful for a mom. But what we're really focused on is postpartum or that first year. And of course, you can set up the circle at any time. And we have a lot of people who do this at a, like at a, if they're having a baby shower or there's virtual baby showers now over Zoom. So sometimes people say like, hey, everybody get out your phones and join the circle. We have postpartum doulas who host circles for moms. So the circle can be hosted by the mom, hosted by a friend or by your doula to kind of help you facilitate that process. You invite your friends and family to join the app. It's all free. And then there's the emotional support calendar. And the friends and family choose dates on the calendar to check in on the mom. And then on the date that like, let's say I've chosen to support my friend Carrie every other Tuesday in the circle, on the date that I'm supporting Carrie, the app will connect Carrie and I via text. So as a supporter, you don't even have to remember that it's your day to support. Of course you can, we give you a calendar invite, we send you a reminder. So it's always easier to kind of create that emotional space in your life as you're a supporter too. We make it really easy. You don't even have to open the app again after you've chosen the dates. I love that. I know that there is an option for self-care registry. Would you be able to share a little bit more about this? Yes. So we have a support wish list. And so the intention behind the support wish list is to make it easy for the mom to ask for what they really need and to also make it easy for 
to set boundaries around things that could kind of be awkward traditionally to set boundaries on, right? Maybe you don't want people to put pictures on social media. Maybe you want people to wash their hands or wear a mask before they come over if they're coming over and the baby's really little. Maybe you don't want visitors at all. So sometimes it can be challenging to set those boundaries can be a little bit awkward. So we try to make it easy and with a support wish list. And then in the self-care registry, it's a place to say, I'd really love a massage. Or we've had, you know, people say like, these are our favorite restaurants, or it's a place to also link. You can link there to places like Be Her Village, Spark Mamas, and there's other places even on like Baby List where you can raise funds for things like a postpartum doula. So essentially the self-care pieces for mom or parents, allowing them Whether it's, yeah, like you mentioned, a postpartum doula or maybe a lactation consultant or anything that's going to help support them to just get a little bit of rest, I guess would be, or feel a little bit better. Right. Yes. Because we have a lot of resources available. You mentioned the lactation consultant. I just found out that there's myofascial release for breast tissue massage. If you're having mastitis, I was talking with a pelvic floor therapist yesterday who did that. There's, of course, pelvic floor therapy. There's internal work that you can have done on your pelvic floor for scar remediation. If you have a cesarean scar, there's scar work. You can special massages for that. There's belly binding. There's closing of the bone ceremonies. There are um, Aravita. Vedic food delivery services for nutrition for the mom. There's placenta encapsulation. We could go on and on, but of course they require resources. And sometimes it's wonderful for the community to support those types of gifts rather than just a cute onesie, as cute as that onesies are. And we love them. We love those cute onesies. Hey everyone, I'm Lena, host of the New Mamas Podcast, a podcast created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life, talking about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood. We don't shy away from the real stuff, and with me, very little is off-limits. Search New Mamas Podcast on your favorite listening platform and connect with me on Instagram at New Mamas Podcast or at Lena Forrestal. Happy listening! But yes, you're right. We do tend to, like a baby shower is all about the baby, but it's really nice to think about the mom too, or the parents, Mm -hmm. and think about the supports that she's going to need aside from help with the baby and the house, but just that postpartum healing, because we don't really think about it until you're like, wait, should my body be doing that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's so true. And you don't know what you don't know until you go through it. Again, a lot of this would be that postpartum care. And anytime during that first year when moms can sign up for that support group, is that right? Yes. So, but that's, of course, just the intention of the app. We do have mental health um, and wellness professionals who support circles for moms 
at other stages of their lives. I know of somebody who reached out to me and I think her child was maybe like nine or 10 and she was going through a life transition and her friends knew of the app and supported her. And she just said it felt like a big group hug to be held like this. And so part of our long-term vision is to build out more resources on the app to support moms in, in these different life transitions. But right now we're focused on that first year because as everybody listening to this who is a mom or talks to moms knows, there's not a lot of focus on postpartum care. There isn't. There really is not. And I wish that there was. I feel like it's starting to be a little bit more common to talk about when you're pregnant, at least for me, when I was pregnant, I didn't hear anyone or know anything about postpartum, right? Other than the quick little few sentences that they give you at the hospital before you're released. But all of that is back to Googling, (laughs) Googling everything that's going on with your body, whether it's recovering from a C-section. I mean, just the whole recovery process, right? You just don't know what your body is going to need or what is available for you postpartum. Yes. And I think, you know, we also live in a really polite society, I think, sometimes. So people don't want to talk about the hard stuff and they don't want to kind of impress their opinion of like, yeah, you really like birthing people, pregnant people, new moms really need postpartum doulas. Like they really need an advocate there who's coming in to check on them, who knows what resources are in their community, who's there specifically for the mom checking in about postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, who's trained in looking out for those symptoms. Kind of the fact that we don't have, and I'm hoping we're moving towards that because now birthing doulas are starting to be covered by insurance. So the next step is for the postpartum doula to be hopefully to become more mainstreamed and covered by insurance too, hopefully. You know, I just learned that postpartum doulas were a thing. I had an an episode air with Kelly Ray, who is a doula here in, in San Diego, and she went over all of the differences between birth doulas and postpartum doulas and the different services that they can provide and even services differences between a daytime doula and a nighttime doula postpartum. Yeah. So there's all these resources. And I was, you know, lucky enough to have a wonderful birthing doula. And I think she came like four times to visit and she told me a lot about different resources. And so I feel like, you know, and I live in LA where there are so many different resources and there's, it's a big conversation around birth and postpartum and motherhood. And I still felt like there was stuff that I had to Google and stuff that I was like reaching to find. And then when you Google, it's an overwhelming amount of information and then you don't know where to start. Yes, yes, which I love. So I, and I love that that's part of your mission is to give these accessible, short, bite-sized information that's really practical. 
that can help the mom yeah when they're out for a walk or listening there you know while they're breastfeeding and we're kind of trying to do the same thing with our mothership rising library we call it a pinterest for self-care and wellness for the mom so we're in our library and this will be linked in our library too because we share podcasts we share videos we share articles and so we're also trying to help take away some of that overwhelm and add information that we feel is really supportive and relevant to specifically that transition into motherhood, that first year postpartum, and those questions that so many of us have during that time. I love all that. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations to help someone that wants to start a nurturing circle, either for themselves or for a friend? Yes. Okay. So I would say going back to what we talked about earlier about how hard it's, it is to ask for support. I would say if you're starting the circle for yourself to maybe ask that one really close friend to support host it for you. And if you're hosting a circle and want to host it for a friend, I would recommend just really being their advocate and champion and saying like, we want to do this. We want to be there for you. And it might be a little bit awkward at first, but please let us do it. I'll say, yeah, one of my good friends, I'm sure she just let me do the circle for her because she's my friend and I'm the founder of the app. I'm sure she just was like, oh, whatever. Like, uh, I'm gonna let Lara do this. And about a month into the circle, she was like, thank you so much for doing this. I really needed to have that support. I really look forward to the check-ins and people calling me or texting me. I was at another event and somebody told me she was, you know, they were at a dinner with their one friend who was choosing be to become a single mom. And she was a couple of weeks away from birth and they she was getting nervous about the postpartum period. And she said to all of her friends there, I'm gonna tell you about Mothership Rising. Everybody take out your phone. They all downloaded the app. They joined the circle right there and chose the dates. And so that friend was really like holding the mom's hand through it and saying, we're gonna be there. I love how you see the need, right? The, the need for moms to be supported and finding a way to solve it so that it's easy for moms to ask for that help. Because even when it's offered, it's really hard to accept it. I mean, I myself, like I had my mother-in-law here helping me after, but still, even then it was really hard for me to be, to say, yes, can you cook us a meal? I just wanted to do it all because I didn't know how to just accept the help. Yes. Yeah. So I think, right. Whoever is listening to this, like, I just really encourage you to think honestly about what you need and what you want and maybe practice asking for it. I know it can be hard. Last year I broke my foot and I had to ask people to drive me and my, I couldn't drive. So I had to ask people to drive me and my toddler to school for preschool drop off. And it was such an excruciating experience sending those texts to people saying like, you know, this is, I need some help and support here. And it totally was good market research for my app because I it forced me to do something that I know is hard for us to all do. Yeah, I guess that idea of being vulnerable is really challenging. And maybe it's also because we're supposed to be these, you know, strong women that can bounce back and you're good to go after six weeks. And the reality is that that's not the reality. <laughs> It's not the reality. And I, I mean, I think, right, 
we can't have this conversation without acknowledging how the role of motherhood has expanded, right? And the definition of what motherhood looks like, the job description, as I call it, is very different and keeps expanding, right? So now it's being an organic chef and being a homeschool teacher and knowing about music and arts and crafts and also being a driver and facilitating play dates. And right, the list can go on and on about what society says we should be doing. Yeah. You know, you can add to that <laughs> having to keep a home clean, spotless, and being able to hold down a full-time job if you are working. <laughs> oh, and make sure that you put some makeup on and you work out and you get dressed for the day. <laughs> yes. And any of that stuff that you're doing for yourself, the showering, the working out, the putting on makeup, the eating, all of that needs to not interrupt any of your mothering. It should almost be hitting, right? All of that, like all of the work needs to be hidden and done like in the shadows when you should be sleeping, right? And um, don't forget that you're probably waking up while you should be sleeping. <laughs> yes, 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 for feeding. So we have all of those um, pressures that are feel very real that we're also contending with. I feel like moms are now starting to do a really good job about talking about it and bringing attention to the fact that all of this isn't reality and, you know, accepting that we need more time with that first year to recover and to learn that new role. Yes. And one other thing that our app does when you sign up for a circle, it sends a self-care text every day to the mom and the mom can turn that off really easily. You can either reply stop to the text or turn it off in your settings. You know, if receiving a self-care text isn't your thing, totally understand. We have some people who sign up and don't invite people to the circle, but they just want the text. And the text is just a moment to check in with your mind and body and your internal wisdom and say like, okay, what is this moment for me? What is my experience? What is the truth of my experience? And how can just that be acknowledged in this moment? Well, thank you for all of that. Thank you for sharing and talking about your app and how it's designed to be able to support moms. Great. Thank you so much. Um, it can be downloaded for free on Google Play and App Store and is available in the U.S. and Canada. And all of that will be linked in my show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was really a wonderful conversation. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.